It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 2nd, 2021. My name is Phil Ross, my insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On this season finale of the Lockdown Magic Podcast as we enter the new NBA calendar year at 6 o'clock tonight. So new season is upon us, the 2022 season getting set to begin. On today's episode, we'll replay our Spotify green room from Friday, reacting to the Orlando Magic's uh, draft, obviously, and answering a lot of your questions about what comes next for the Orlando Magic. We'll get into that coming up here in just a minute. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. But search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the land of magic with the true detail, there's podcasts covering covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Phoenix Suns or anyone else in the league? You can check out Locked On Suns or find the team that you're looking for. By searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, uh, just like I said, this podcast here, this podcast for every team in the NBA plus the NHL, NFL, MLB, and college too. No matter who your team is, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. My name is Phil Frostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, host of Locked On Magic. You're here for a Spotify Green Room. Recapping the Orlando Magic's NBA draft. I am planning to use this as Locked On Magic, so we're recording this on Friday night, um, just before the Orlando City game here at 8 o'clock against Atlanta United. I will go ahead and assume that's a win. If it's not, then everyone can hate me later. Um, But uh, uh, obviously we heard from Jalen Suggs and uh, Franz Wagner um, earlier on Friday. They were officially introduced to the media. They're officially in Orlando. Um, And like I said, I want this show to be about you. I want to hear what your thoughts are about this draft. You've heard my thoughts plenty about these prospects. I'll share some thoughts and some first impressions of these guys coming out here in a moment. But I want to hear from you. 
I want to know what you think about this draft. So go ahead and pop in the speaker request, pop in the chat function and let me know what your takeaways are from this draft and, and what you want to know about where this team goes next. Um, obviously, let me just give my first impressions on, on Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner real, fa- real fast. Um, um, the thing that I took away from the press conference was just how clear it is they are kind of magic people. Um, you know, Jalen Suggs, obviously the talent speaks for itself. And I don't think that there was a surprise that the magic took him. And it's not a surprise that the magic um, were super excited to have him available at four. Um, but the way that he carries himself, all those leadership intangibles that people talk about, you can really see them kind of shine through, at least in, in his press availabilities. He's you know super polished um, but and super mature, it, it, it seems like as well. And just has an understanding that he's only going to go as far as his work will take him. Um, and, and I think, you know, as long as he's willing to put in the work and there's no indication that he's not, uh, he's going to be a really special player um, with his with his skills and his abilities to get to the basket, finish around the rim, as well as playmaking, even shoot a little bit. Uh, Franz Wagner, you know, I kind of wrote him off my board. I will fully admit that. Um, I felt like the Magic needed to go for a little bit more of an upside swing at eight. especially. But once they took Jalen Suggs, I think that changed, honestly. And I can understand why the Magic took Wagner. He is a really strong defender. Obviously, he's got the length and versatility. The team, like, he checks those boxes off. Um, and he's, uh, he's, he, he's same thing. Like you can just tell this dude is a hard worker. You know, he's a, he's, you know, the, all these guys are, are humble to a point. Um, but they, they want to get in the gym and they want to work hard. They want to compete. And, and I can just, uh, my big takeaways, you can just tell that these guys know that this is not the end of the journey. This is the start. There's a lot of work ahead and they're willing to put in the work to get there. Um, I, like I said, I want to hear from you guys. Let's hear from, uh, Orlando Magic Daily's Omar Cabrera. Omar, Omar. how you doing, man? Hey, hey, Phil, how you doing? I'm doing good. What's up? I'm doing good. Um, I, I just wanted to see what you thought because my, my first thought, like, after, like, you know, after the initial rush of getting Suggs, my thought was, well, the idea was having veterans on this team, but wouldn't that be, like, having Harris and Russell still on this roster? It just seems like it's inevitable that one of them got to be gone or both. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I don't think the Magic are done this offseason by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think the Magic still have work they're going to do. Uh, you know, the, the trade the trade window isn't closed. You know, we still got free agency. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'm not as concerned about the supposed log jam at the guard positions as other people are, I think, especially with where the Magic are at developmentally. Play all the guards together. Who cares? Um, you know, if you got to play RJ Hampton the three, he's apparently grown to six foot seven. Um, you know, I did see him out and about, but I actually I haven't really seen him up close and in person, so I don't have a gauge of height right now. Um, but uh, but um, I, I, I do think I do think that it's that it's really clear that uh, the magic the magic are not done here. Um, you know, this is not the final product. This is not the finished roster. This is not the team that, that they're going to go into camp with. Um, I do think that there's another move in the making. I, I do think it's probably going to be Terrence Ross getting moved, but we'll see. Um, I think that, you know, I think the Magic need at least one of those veteran guys around. They need, I think they need some veterans. I've been a big proponent of finding uh, a backup five, um, especially now that you have Franz Wagner in, in tow. Uh, I would probably avoid going for a power forward. I would want to bring in a veteran center to kind of help, help kind of stabilize that rotation and I do know that means that probably Mo or, or Wendell Carter aren't going to be playing or someone's going to get squeezed out of the rotation um, but but I, I do think that I do think that uh, that the Magic are not done by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, there, there, there are definitely some pieces they need to cons- consolidate um, to, to kind of get where they want to go. 
Yeah, that, that was my thought exactly. It was just like more curious of like, who do you actually talk to? I would have thought initially like Ross would have been the one to stick around just to have continuity with the players that were still on the roster, even with regards of the trades that did happen at the deadline. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and it, and I think Ross is a bigger market right now than Harris. And I, I think that's all, you know, that's honestly, I, you know, I don't think the Magic, uh, unless there was some promise made to Terrence Ross, which, you know, I don't think is completely unreasonable, um, unless there's some promise to move him to a contender and kind of take care of him after having to go through the rebuild a little bit. Um, I do think that, I do think Ross just has a better market. Um, so the Magic, the Magic aren't going to make a deal just to make a deal. They're going to, they, they need something out of it. They need to get a benefit out of it, um, you know. You know, everyone's kind of criticizing them for trading the 33rd pick. And to some extent, I agree with that criticism because you're giving up a chance of talent. But at the same time, if they would have added a third rookie, you know, where's he going to play? Where's he going to get his minutes? They kind of kicked that, that pick down the road a few years, you know, betting that, uh, the, you know, the Clippers or the, or the Pistons in, in this case, because it's a, it's a Pistons pick, uh, that, that the Magic acquired from the Clippers. That that pick will still be a decent pick when they're ready to pick in the second round, uh, maybe a few years down the road. There's they're just not ready for it at this point. All right, thank you, Philip. No, no problem. Thank you, Omar. Um, again, I want this to, to to be about you guys. Um, if you're if you're in the room, um, go ahead and make a speaker request. I, I'd love to hear uh, what what some of you have to say and what some of you think about the Magic draft picks and about uh, the, the players that the Magic have acquired uh, uh, on draft night. Obviously. Um, what what has you excited about this team? What has you uh what has you re- like really pumped about what this team's future? What what questions do you have? Um, let's get another speaker request in then from Jamel Cofield. Jamel, how you doing, man? Jamel, are you there? Yes. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. What 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 are your thoughts on on the Magic's draft here? Um, I'm just a little happy that we we addressed got defense down. Uh, we've always been a solid defense team. So I'm just really just glad we've been able to address offense. And then it seems like we address defense a little bit too with both these guys at um, five and eight. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, you know, that's, that's the thing that I think everyone is buzzing about with Suggs. Like he's, he's a legitimate offensive star. Um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think we understand how big of a star this he can be. He's someone that can create his own shot off the dribble, and you know, I, I know I mentioned this on the pod. I know I've mentioned this this fact and figure to a few people. Uh, the Magic have not had a guard score more than twenty points per game since Steve Francis in two thousand five. Um, it's been, and 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 even kind of going further than that, I think the Magic have had only four players in their team history that weren't centers. So not Shaq, not Dwight, not Vooch. Um, who averaged more than 20 points per game. Um, that would be Nick Anderson did it one year, 92, I want to say, or 90, 91 or 92. Um, Steve Francis, Tracy McGrady, and Penny Hardaway are the only four players in Magic history that aren't centers who average 20 points or more per game. And I think Jalen Suggs can be that player. Um, that, like Again, we talk, you're right. You know, we, we've talked a lot about the defense. At the end of the day, you need a guy that can get you a bucket. You know, The reason why the 2010 Magic kind of flamed out is they needed Vince Carter to get them buckets at the end of games, and Vince Carter couldn't get them buckets at the end of games. He was just he was maybe two, three years beyond that point in his career. Um, this is this is I mean this is legitimately one you know Suggs could legitimately be one of the best guards the Magic have ever had. And and that's another thing too. Is they, I, I was hoping we get that go to guy with book night, but I'm I'm coming around on Franz. Um, 
one guy made a comp for him, you know, comparing him to Hito Turgulu. He kind of sold me with that comp, so I'm, I'm going with it, I guess. Yeah, and you know, you know, I, I will fully admit that I had I had Fran sort of off my board um a little bit just because I didn't feel like he had this tremendous upside. I felt like he was an extremely safe pick. Um, you know, I, I and I, I know I was on here all the time saying take a home run swing with one guy, go safe with the other. Um, but that was always kind of assuming that the home run pick was Kuminga or or even a little bit Scotty Barnes. Um, and those guys are just not complete players, and so I'd want a little bit of upside from that guy. Getting Jalen Suggs, like, again, it, it just feels like it changes the whole outlook of the team. Like, I, 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 told, I told my buddy Luke this um, while we were at work yesterday. Um, I, would, I, I would not have liked the Franz Wagner pick if Jalen's if, – if the Magic had taken Scotty Barnes. I think it would have been a bad pick or would have taken, like, James Booknight with that first pick. Because it's Jalen Suggs, I like, I, I like the Wagner pick a lot. Yeah, I had a feeling the front office might have paid Barnes if he was still on there. But I think, like, everything changed once Suggs uh, looked at five. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and you know, I think the going thought was the Magic were just – the Magic kind of ultimately concluded they would take whoever fell to them at five between Barnes and Suggs. And, again, I, I mean, I, I, I think I've come across as a little lower on Barnes. Barnes doesn't have that it factor. Like, you could tell by the way fans reacted to landing Suggs. Suggs has that it factor. Now, we'll see if that delivers. You know, I was thinking about it earlier today. Like, Victor Oladipo had that it factor, too. Like, he hit big shots in college. Like, he had, he, he had some, some big moments on his resume. But Oladipo came into the league a whole lot less polished than Suggs did. And that was with three years in college. This is a kid that has stepped up in big moments, that has hit big shots, uh, and and is already you know a, a player that I think is going to step on the floor and play well. Like I, I'm I'm excited to see him play in summer league. I think he's going to take summer league by storm a little bit. Nice, nice. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot, Jamel. I want to get to get to our next speaker request. I want to thank uh, I guess uh, uh, some whoever was on the line uh, fell off, uh, fell off. Um, if you want to if you want to jump in again, I want to hear from you guys. Um, you know uh, uh, about what this pick, what this, what you believe this pick is, what. What you think the magic? What questions you have about where the magic go next? Um, it, it's it's obviously a great day. Like I, I'm, but I'm still buzzing about bringing in a guy like Jalen Suggs. Um, I think he's such a. I, I think he's a really special talent. Um, you know, again, maybe not like super duper star. Like I don't know if he's a once in a lifetime uh, kind of prospect. I mean, he's uh, there's obviously some bust potential, but you know, uh, from from everything I've read and everything I've seen among the top four guys. It, I, I, among the, I guess he's not top four, but among those top five guys, I really do feel like Suggs has the least bust potential. Like he's going to be something in this league. Uh, and, you know, I often tell people like the, the, the goal of any NBA draft is to get players that play in the NBA, to get NBA players. Um, you want players that are going to be in your, in your rotation. I know that's a really low bar, um, but the NBA draft can be such a crapshoot that, um, that I think that's really the case. Uh, but, Suggs to me is a player. Um, his floor is he's going to be a player in this league, uh, and his his ceiling is that he is going to be an absolute star. Um, got a question here. Can be says once Fultz and Jr. Are healthy, who do you think is the Magic's nine man rotation? Um, I don't think the Magic are going to run a nine man rotation this year. Um, I think that was very much a Steve Clifford thing. I think Jamal Mosley is going to be very generous and liberal with his subs. Um, to, to be perfectly honest, um, you know, you do look at this roster and it is jam packed. 
um, you know, point guard, you know, point guards, Markel, Cole Anthony, um, you know, are, are going to man Jalen Suggs will man the point a little bit. Um, I think I, I would pencil in Suggs as a starter at some point during the season. I don't know if he starts the year as a starter, but he'll be there at some point. Um, Gary Harris, obviously, uh, Terrence Ross, um, RJ Hampton, Michael Carter Williams, you know, again, where that's probably now at what, seven players, six players, something like that. Um, then you get to Chumo Kiki, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter. That's going to be 10, 11 guys. Um, I don't know if all 11 will play every single game. Um, and I do think the Magic are going to add one more veteran player in free agency. I don't think the Magic are going to kind of let free agency go. And it wouldn't surprise me if Dwayne Bacon's back for a little bit of extra support um, for this team. Uh, but uh, you're, you're looking at a very, very packed rotation. Um, I do think Isaac and Fultz will be kind of in and out of the lineup. I don't think that they'll they'll play every single game, especially early on when they're coming back from their injuries. Um, but this is a loaded lineup. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Yes, that's right. Built Bar is back and better than ever. It comes in nine delicious flavors at the moment. They always have some specialty flavors that rotate in and out of the rotation, just like the Magic rotation. A lot of really versatile flavors, a lot of really versatile uh, bars, um, and, and you don't always get the same one every time. Whether you want a fruity flavor like Cherry Barcia or Raspberry or chocolatey flavor like Cookies and Cream or German Chocolate, there's a Built Bar flavor for anyone, everyone. You can uh, actually get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine currently available flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. They taste exactly like what they say on the box, plus only seven, plus 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. All the amazing flavors are all tasty and they're all healthy. These are not meal replacement bars, which is what you often see with protein bars these are pure snack bars to get you through your day, give you that little boost um, after a workout, and a whole lot more. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So as you're watching the U.S. team rack up all those gold medals, know that they are powered by Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's hear from uh, Malik Grady. Malik, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, um, here's my, my question. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm wondering if, if this is maybe the best uh, choice of like two-way players that the Magic could have gotten at five and eight, because when I'm looking at some of the other small forwards, even forwards that they could have gotten, a lot of them seem like they were heavily charged offensively or defensively. But I think both Suggs and Wagner are pretty, you know, are going to contribute on both ends of the floor 
at a pretty high level, especially, you know, because like Suggs was kind of the defensive hub of Gonzaga and Wagner, you know, the stuff he did, did with his feet. So what, what do you think of that? Did, did we get the best two-way options in terms of five and eight? Or, or who else might have been a, a choice if we were looking for the best two-way guys? Um, yeah, no, undoubt. I mean, maybe you can make an argument that Evan Mobley would have been a better two-way option, but, uh, but, but among those top, like top four or five guys that, that we all talked about the entire draft process, Suggs was always the best two-way guy. Um, and we know how much this magic team values kind of that versatility and that defensive versatility. Um, so I, I definitely think among those top, top guys, Suggs is the best of both worlds, a, a great offensive player, like his shot probably needs to be a little bit more consistent. I think he'll get better at that. Um, you know, he, 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 he makes a lot of young, young player turnover mistakes, although I think he's pretty solid with his decision-making overall. Um, but his defense is really good too. He's really good at shooting into gaps. Um, you know, I do think Jamal Mosley is going to have this team play with a lot more defensive pressure uh, and try and go for steals and try and get out in transition and, and try and play a lot faster in the way that everyone stereotypically thinks young teams should play. Um, but I, I do, I do think that, I do think that I do agree with you that Suggs is probably the best two-way option among those guys. Um, as for the, the last pick, um, to me, Wagner is probably the most polished. He certainly, I think Wagner might be the best defensive player in this draft group. Um, right. His offense, I think, still needs a little bit of polish. Um, you know, he's not going to be on the ball a lot. He's going to set screens. He's kind of that. He's kind of that glue guy. Like we all talked about, Scotty Barnes being a glue guy. They got a glue guy in Wagner here too. Um, set screens well. Plays really good, deep, really smart defense off the ball. Again, I think that's going to be really valuable if they're going to play with a lot more pressure. Um, I think that he's, he cuts really, really well. His three-point shot, I still think, needs a little bit of improvement. I, I don't think he's a knockdown shooter, but I think he's a capable shooter, and obviously that's something that all young players continue to work on. You never really know how everyone's going to react to the NBA line. Uh, but I, 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 I would agree with you that the Magic, you know, they value two-way players. They got two two-way players. Um, I was a big Moses Moody guy. I'm still a big Moses Moody guy. I think Moody will be a fine defender, but he definitely get, gets jumpy and and makes a lot of young defender mistakes. He just relies on his length defensively a lot. Um, Wagner is a lot more disciplined and ready to play defensively. Well, I, I also think Wagner is is more of a, a versatile forward, whereas Moody was a guy who seemed like more of a, a two, three. Yeah. Who maybe could, could, play, could play some four. So, I mean, obviously you want to kind of balance best player available and fit, but I think Wagner, especially if you're getting Suggs, fits things a, a, a little better. And also, I'm, I'm high on the shooting indicators. You know, like he's a good free throw shooter. Yep. And and I, it seemed like now you watched Michigan more than I did. I know they had like guys like Chandy Brown, but it didn't seem like they had guys that were setting up Wagner for plays. It seemed like he was. They, they had a bunch of guys that were kind of similar level. But the way guys should, should, shouldn't faults in them set him up more. Yeah, I mean, and, and and even beyond that, honestly, like the way that that Wagner played at Michigan, it's probably how he's going to play in the NBA. So you know, like like I saw I saw you know um um uh, one of the Magic Twitter people note that you know Suggs's numbers are a little bit depressed from college because they played in so many blowouts, and so he was out of games before he could kind of accumulate all his stats. Uh, and you right. kind of look at his look at his NCAA tournament. His NCAA tournament numbers were a little bit bad, were a little bit higher. 
than his regular than his regular than his full season numbers. And obviously, he had some big games in the process. And, and Gonzaga is a super balanced team. Like that team is just full of guys that could that could play and score. That could play and score. Um, Michigan, I think, used Wagner how he's going to be used in the NBA. They used him off pin downs, used him off, used him cutting off screens, um, used him as a hub, even as a little bit of a passer. Like I don't think his assist numbers are super high, but I think that he's he's a really good passer as well. Um, and I, and I think we'll see that come to bear. I think, I think what the magic, you know, the magic under Jeff Waltman have valued versatility, just both positional and skill versatility. They will, you know, there's a, the reason why I think there's some interest in Zaire Williams is because of his size. I think there's some, there's interest in Josh Giddy because of his size and his, and his ability to pass the ball would not have surprised me if Giddy had fallen to eight, if that would have been the pick. Um, they want guys who can kind of switch and, 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 play wherever they need him to um to be honest and so i do think that they they got a little bit of that here but last thing i i'm i'm really excited about the, the coaching staff i yeah when, when, when i go up and down at the resumes of, of the guys i i was one of these guys that wanted someone who had been a former head coach next to mosley but in looking at the people that he brought in i, I think I, I sent this to you earlier that uh, he, he does have two guys that have coached G League teams and another guy that was an interim head coach. So you, you do have some head coaching stuff there. And then also pulling Becky Bonner, you know, who's, who's had such a varied, you know, playing career and then worked with the NBA and now has done the front office and the rec- player development stuff with the Magic to give her her shot in coaching. I'm, I'm really ex- excited about the, the people he's brought in just from a, you know, a diversity standpoint and just, you know, top to bottom, a, a lot of a lot of coaching experience, a lot of years. So, you know, obviously it's, it's hard to judge, you know, because we don't know what they really do. And I don't think he's going to have an offensive defensive coordinator just based on just looking at the way the guys are brought in. But overall, I'm just really excited about, about the group he's brought in. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I was getting ready to comment on the, on the coaching staff as well. I'm going to do, do a, a little bit more research on them, but just, just a cursory look at the names, like, the Nate Tibbetts hire, I think, was a fantastic hire. I mean, that's a guy who's been knocking on the door, being a head coach. He's got so many years of experience in the league already. Um, and and again, player development, like that's that's the, that's been the consistent theme. Is their goal right now with their coaching staff is to make these players as good as they can be. Um, and again, you know, I do think there are some people who are trying to compare Mosley to the Vaughn hire, and and there's some comparison there because it's the beginning of a rebuild. This is not that. Mosley's got so much experience. He's hired a staff that has far more experience than that Vaughn staff had. Um, you know, you know, honestly, Becky Bonner is the only new coach in that group. Uh, and like you said, she's she's paid her dues. Um, you know, and, and the thing about her is she is all about player relationships. Like she's the connective tissue from this coaching staff to the previous coaching staff in, in a lot of ways. Um, but she's she's all about player relationships. She's all about the connection to the players. And obviously, Jamal, that's a lot of what Jamal Mosley's been about in his entire coaching career uh, and one of the reasons why he's found success as well. And so, yes, I'm really excited about this coaching staff. I think they'll be great for the players. I think they'll be great on um, kind of building this team up. And, and I'm eager to see what they what they what they do. Yeah, I mean, now we, we know the guys that are on the front of the bench. I'm, I'm kind of curious about who the player development people are, um, whether is, is he going to keep, um, I guess it's Kreutzer, if you keep yeah, I could keep him as a shooting coach, or if he has somebody in, in, in mind for, for that specifically, whether Corliss Williamson will stay along and stuff. I, I think this means Ty Corbin is almost definitely gone. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it sounds. These, I mean, you know, which is fine. It, it's hard to retain a lot of people from that staff. Um, we've already seen uh, Pat Delaney leave. Uh, I think Pat Delaney went to and Steve Hetzel. Yeah, yeah, Steve Hetzel joined the Blazers. Pat Delaney is heading to Washington to join Wes Untold's staff, which is yeah. a great hire. And good for, for them. Him. Good for them. Yeah, um, we haven't heard where Ty Corbin's going. Would not surprise me if he's going elsewhere. Um, I wouldn't. Again. I think the Magic have hired a staff with the kind of experience that, that Ty Corbin would have provided already at this point, or if they're reported to hire that staff. So I don't know if Ty Corbin would be extraneous, but I think he would have been a really good person to have next to Mosley as well. Although, again, it's it's hard. I mean, it's like any job. Like, if you're up for the job, if you interview for a job and someone else gets it, it's hard to say, hey, why don't you come help out this guy that, that we picked over you? Like, it's like, like yeah. there's, there's still office dynamics at play here. Well, I, I I love what you do, Phil. I, mean, I I respect your grind, how how hard you work and stuff. Um, it's it's nice to have the, the catharsis of, you know, another step closer to, you know, the, the team's improved. We we don't, you know, we we went through a really tough year and a really tough couple of years. So to have these picks made, it's just nice. I wish we had kept thirty three or at least at least stash somebody. I mean, to to to, to lose a, a guy a, a a pick like that, which is basically a a late first rounder. They they kicked they, it down. They, they, they kicked the can down the road. Yeah, but but I mean, why not kick no, it I, down the road by by, by, by taking the the best international player? It's my, just, my and, and I and I had a guy. Crap. I had a guy like I had a guy already like pointed out and ready to ready to draft on on that front that I thought would have been a good stash yeah. candidate. But, and and the, the very stuff. next pick, the very next pick was Rokas Jokobides. Stash yeah. him. What are you doing? It, 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 it's, it's a waste. I mean, they're, they're kind of throwing it in there. I, mean, I understand see, my, you want to my keep biggest, the asset, but it was stupid. My biggest, my biggest criticism of Jeff Waltman, and, and, and may, it probably shouldn't be my biggest. There probably shouldn't be bigger. But, but I, I think a, a really fair and accurate criticism of Jeff Waltman is when you're in Orlando, when you're in a market like this, you have to hit on those late first and early second round draft yeah. picks. That's where, that's where that's a margin that you have to hit. And he has consistently punted on all of them. Yeah. It's a shame. But, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll be okay, but it, it's a yeah, shame. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, he he did he did all right last night. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, no, no worries. Thank thank you very much, Malik. I'm just kind of catching up on on the comments here. Um, Eli Walton. Eli Walton asked, uh, "How do the Magic make this roster of young talent from becoming like the Hennigan era young core? A good balance of youth and veteran leadership." Um, I do I do agree with that. Um, I do think that the Magic need to make sure that they bring in the right veterans, guys that understand their role. Um, you know, aren't here to take over, um, aren't here to to try and be bigger than what the team's doing. It's long-term project. Understand what they're here for uh, and grow. I, I do think Gary Harris is a good guy for that. Um, I think Terrence Ross can be a good guy for that. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing that happened during that first rebuild is, A, they didn't have a coach that set expectations well, that kind of coached the team like they were trying to be a contending team or trying to be a team playing for something. Um, you know, while player development is the number one priority for this management team, they've made that very, very clear. Jamal Mosley is going to come in and structure the team, hopefully, to win, to play, and to compete. I know I've sat here and I've said I'm not expecting a lot from this Magic team when loss rise, when loss wise, but I do expect the Ma- I do expect the Magic to at least, you know, maybe not talk about making the playoffs, but to have that as a goal and to say if we want to make the playoffs, we have to do X, Y, and Z. And I think to some extent. Um, not having kind of a group of jaded veterans, um, you know, kind of ha- helps in that sense. Like when Magic started that rebuild, they had Jameer Nelson, they have Glenn Davis, they had Jason, you know, they had they had some of those old veterans from the, those old teams. Um, and they, you know, they understood what was going on and they played well early on, but when they lost interest, they lost interest. They were no longer invested. And I think the young players saw that and, and, 
And, you know, they were handed the keys a little too soon without much guidance or without a clear identity. Um, I look at what the Magic have done since hiring Mosley, certainly, since the trade deadline even, um, and certainly now with this draft. I look at what this team has done, and I see a, a very, very clear um, identity they're trying to build. They want to be a strong defensive team. They want to get out and run. They want to pressure teams. They, you, you can already see the kind of people that this team likes, the kind of people that they're looking for, and the kind of style that they're going to play. Now, we don't know whether that's going to work. And at the end of the day, Mosley's got to execute this plan and get everyone to buy in. The thing about rebuilds is rebuilds are only successful when there's buy-in. I mean, shoot, Cole Anthony just tweeted, so excited for, the, for this team, man. Can't wait for the future. Those are guys that are invested in what's going on. Like you don't make a comment like that publicly um, if, if you're not invested in it. And, and investment takes sacrifice. And so will there be fights over who gets playing time? Will there be fights over the ball? Maybe. But if you get a bunch of unselfish guys, you get a bunch of guys who buy into their roles, you're going to get the most out of them. And that's, that's ultimately what Mosley's job is. Like, I, honestly, I think the problem with Vaughn was he didn't provide structure. I've heard stories about those magic practices. I've heard stories about the way the magic conducted themselves under Vaughn, where there wasn't a whole lot of structure or direction. Um, it was kind of roll the ball out and let them play. And that's what caused, I think, the friction that Victor Oladipo has described, that um, Tobias Harris has described, that even Nikola Vucevic has described. Like Vucevic ended up being the best player of that bunch. But, you know, his personality wasn't to take over. Oladipo and Harris took over that team. Um, and, and and honestly, like the thing that Steve Clifford figured out that no one else did was this is Nikola Vucevic's team. <laughs> no one else figured that part out until until Steve Clifford got here. Or no one really empowered him to believe that um, structure is everything, especially for young teams. And so I do think that that something that Jamal Mosley has to do is est- establish roles, establish a clear edict of how they're going to play what they're going to do, and then go out and execute that. And again, no guarantee they do any of this. No guarantee that any of that happens. The execution is the thing, and it's very, 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 very tricky. Um, But I do think that this rebuild is going to be different. Now, we've been through one before. We will know the signs when things are going wrong, when things are kind of falling off the rails. Uh, And and that's going to be something that we're all going to be be sitting watching for. Um, There is trepidation about doing a complete rebuild like this, but Unlike the last time, I, 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 said, I said this earlier, Victor Oladipo was an accomplished college player. He had big moments, big games, big shots. He had star written all over him. But everyone recognized when he came into the league, he was not as skilled or his skills weren't as finely developed as Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs might very well be the best individual prospect the Magic have drafted since Dwight Howard. And I'm, I don't feel like I'm crazy to say that. Um, this, this, this is, this is a big deal that, that the magic got a guy like Jalen Suggs. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think they've had a prospect like this. And, and again, since Dwight Howard, and, and again, they have not drafted very many guard prospects like this either. Um, you know, Jameer Nelson, maybe I, I, honestly, Jalen Suggs is a better prospect than Jameer Nelson was. Um, Jalen Suggs is, you know, even, uh, Jalen Suggs is a better prospect than Mario Zonia for sure. I mean, go just going back and thinking about that. This is probably the best guard prospect the Magic have drafted since Penny. Um, I, I don't know. I don't believe – someone call me out if I'm crazy to say that. This is a very big deal that the Magic got a player of Jalen Suggs' caliber. Jalen Suggs would be a number one, number two pick in most drafts. He just happened to come in a draft that had a lot of really good players. Um, this, is, this, this, kid is, this kid is a really big deal, and it's a really big deal that he's in Orlando. Um, you know, and y'all know me. I don't 
give in to, I don't, tr- I don't try to give in to hyperbole. Um, I do try to temper my, my, myself a little bit. This, this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. Like, like I, 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 I don't know if I can, I can say that any other way. Let's take a quick break so we can say a quick word from our pals at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season now in full swing, past the trade deadline, on the road to the playoffs, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action, too. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. If you're betting on the NBA, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Going, going in, going back into the, into the comments, um, Molly Grady says the Magic should be at least in reach of the play and game for most of the season. Um, I actually kind of think it's going to go the opposite, to be honest. Um, I think what's going to end up happening is the Magic, you know, it might depend on the schedule a little bit, but I I do think the Magic might struggle a little bit as everyone kind of gets their legs under them. Um, You know, you know, Isaac's going to be kind of still recovering. Fultz will still be recovering. You know, there's, there's a report, there's some rumors now that, that Fultz could be ready for the start of the season. Um, Suggs will be getting his feet under him. Mosley as a coach will be getting his feet under him. I think it's very possible that the Magic kind of have a season similar to what Minnesota had last year, where they start off a little slow. And Minnesota had injuries, so that that does part of why they started off slow. Um, but but I think I think they'll start off slow, get better as the season goes on, and really finish strong. I think I, I mean I think I think what was really exciting about Minnesota is once they got everyone back healthy with with uh, D'Angelo Russell, Cat. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, and then Anthony Edwards really started coming to his own. They started winning games. And you could just tell they didn't care about the tank at that point. They knew it was far more valuable for them to win games and to kind of get that confidence, that momentum into the offseason. That's the kind of season I think the Magic are going to have. Um, will that put them in the play-in play in hunt? Maybe. It's the Eastern Conference. Anything's happened. Anything can happen. 
Uh, the Magic in 2019 had a strong quarter of the season to make the playoffs. The Wizards did the same thing, just a strong quarter of the season. You just have to kind of tread water and then hit the afterburners and anything can happen. Um, so I, I won't count the Magic completely out of the play-in tournament. Um, but I, I do think there's going to be a lot of struggle this year. Uh, this is a really, really, really young team. Um, and so I don't want to I don't want to put too much expectation on them. But um, they're talented. They're talented as hell. But really, really young team and, and a lot of unknowns out there. I, I do think it's going to take some time for everything to coalesce. Um, Wilson Reyes says we need a veteran big. I think that's where the Magic will spend their free agency money. Um, they've got... I'd have to count again, but I think uh, the last time I counted, I think they have seven to eight million dollars of cap room. Um, so they should be able to go get a decent backup center. What does that mean for Mobamba? I don't know. Um, I, I've kind of said I'd rather have like a four or five type player so you can, you know, maybe play them alongside one of your bigs. Um, but obviously that's um that's 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 a huge question. Um can be asking um what would what should the magic's objective be during the free agent and trade period? Um the objective should be to get better. Um, that's always the objective to kind of, again, position this team for the future. Um, what is, what is this team? What does this team need to do for the future? Um, we all, agree, I think we all agree the magic do need another kind of big, another veteran big. I think they do need a veteran. I'd like to see them consolidate a, a, maybe a few players, but right now it'd be really tough for me to give away to, to trade any of the magic's young players. Um, I wouldn't want to trade Hampton quite yet. I wouldn't want to trade, um, uh, you know, Anthony for sure. Um, Bamba and Carter might, I might be open to trading. Um, if I can get a solid vet, a center, a solid center back, um, I would say, you know, Terrence Ross and Gary Harris are the two big trade chips the magic have in this trade market. Um, I think Ross has a lot more value than Harris. And so what I would want in a Ross trade is I would want a rotation caliber player, you know, maybe not front end of the rotation, but back end of the rotation, mm-hmm. someone that you can, uh, then you can slot in as a backup center, play some spot minutes and just a solid veteran to kind of help guide this team. Uh, and then uh, I would want some future asset, um, you know, a, you know, like a heavily protected first, you know, a lot of, a lot of protected first or a little bit later than that, or a second uh, or, or, or a series of second round picks or some type of future capital. Um, you know, I think the magic will be active kind of in the buyout market as teams try to position themselves for cap room or position themselves for trades. Um, I think they will be happy to facilitate trades. They've got that trade exception. Um, I've, uh, I've listed a few targets for that trade ex- exception. A few of them got moved yesterday. I thought Torian Prince would have been a good trade exception target. I thought that Ricky Rubio would have been a good trade exception target. Um, I, I do think that the magic have, have some tools to get better um, and, and to help themselves and help build their future. But right now I think the focus should be right now, the focus in free agency should be, you know, you know, getting a getting one more big. It might end up being Mo Wagner. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Getting one more big veteran big, uh, preferably, and then maybe adding another veteran using the trade exception or or in a Ross trade, um, like that. Um, I'm trying to look here. Uh, who do you want the Magic to sign in free agency? I haven't looked deep into the free agency pool. I will take a look closer look at it in the coming days. So I'll have that answer for you. Um, uh, there, um, do you see a sign in trade for a player? I do not see the magic signing and trading for a player. Um, that would hard cap them for the year. Um, I don't think they're interested in being hard capped because if they're hard capped, that means they may not be able to use the trade exception. Um, so I think they want to hang on to that trade exception if they can, uh, and use that as well. Um, so, uh, Aaron O'Kiki asking, is RJ actually six foot seven now? Um, I did see him, uh, he was at the press conference earlier today. Um, I did see him. It was my first time kind of seeing him at floor level. Um, I did not think to check how tall he is um, uh, at, at that point. Um, I did not do a, do a height check. Um, there's the reports, of course, that Franz Wagner is now 6'11 instead of the 6'9 that he was listed at in the draft process. 
Um, there's, you know, Jonathan Isaac obviously walked into the room and he makes everyone look small. So I can't confirm whether RJ Hampton's six foot seven uh, or not. Uh, he is, he was there. He's chilling out. You know, he seems to be enjoying life. He seems to be very happy to have a, a former teammate in Jalen Suggs on the roster as well. Everyone seems super excited about this kid and, and having him there. And, and I think people are, are getting, are getting Franz Wagner as well. Um, um, Jamel Cofield asks, do you think RJ will start at some point this season? Um, I, I think it's very, very possible. Um, uh, I, I do think that I do think that it's possible that he does. I think the starting lineup is going to be very, very fluid, um, especially especially, um, you know, if. Especially if, um, you know, the magic, you know, kind of figuring out what they're going to do with the three. Um, it's it's going to it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, they got Chumo Kiki, obviously right now. Right now, if I'm penciling in a starting lineup, my opening night starting lineup is probably going to be uh, if Markel's healthy, Markel. Um, if he's not, I'd go with Cole. Um, then Jalen, Sugg- then, then Gary Harris on opening night, but I do think Jalen Suggs eventually takes over the two, uh, at three, I would probably still start Chumo Kiki, um, alongside Jonathan Isaac, if Isaac's healthy, if Isaac's not healthy, I would probably start Harris at the two, at the three and Suggs at the two with, uh, with Okiki at the four and then Wendell Carter at the five. So Hampton, I think is going to float between the two and the three. I think there'll be some days that some lineups that he's, he's essentially the point guard. Um, but I, I think I think he'll largely float between those positions. Um, I do see him coming off the bench for the most part. But again, Isaac's going to be in and out of the lineup with the, with his injury recovery. Fultz is going to be in and out of the lineup with his injury recovery. Um, he's gonna he's gonna get his his moments. But um, if there is a young player that I think is is potentially squeezed out by the disrotation crunch, um, I do think that. Hampton is the guy that gets squeezed out. Unfortunately, um, I'm not sure. Um, uh, so you know, again, I would not surprise me if his name comes up in some trade rumors. But I think the Magic want to see him play. I think the Magic want to give him a full training camp. Um, there's a there's enough to like in what he did to end the season that I don't think we should dismiss him completely. Um, Aaron Okiki asking uh, about Otto Porter. Is Otto Porter still on our team, or has his contract run out? Otto Porter is a free agent this off season, so he is is not. I mean. He's technically still on the team until August. Uh, uh, August when is free agency opening? He's he's on the team till free agency opens. That's that's when the cal- that's when the NBA calendar flips, um, and that's when contracts run out. Um, so Otto Porter is still technically on the team. Uh, I I don't see the Magic resigning him. I know some people have suggested that the Magic should should just you know take a flyer on him four or five million dollars a year, you know one year kind of sweetheart, you know four or five million dollars. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. I don't think that's necessarily. Um, the the wrong decision to make necess- necessarily, but I wanted to see Porter healthy. I wanted to see him play a little bit um, before the season ended. Before I had to make that decision, he obviously didn't play very much. When he did play, he was fine, but he didn't play very much. Was that a tinking strategy, or was that just he was actually hurt? I don't have the answer to that. If it was tinking strategy, maybe you bring him back. If he was actually hurt, I don't think he do. So I- I'm not playing this off season as if I'm planning on Auto Porter being back. I think he'll get better offers elsewhere. Um, and so I think the magic will move on. Um, I am going to look a little bit deeper into, um, I am going to look a little bit deeper into, uh, uh, the rotation and, and a little bit over the weekend. Um, and so we'll be able to plot out, uh, which course the mat, which direction the magic should go next for sure. Um, so that, that, that'll be, that'll be there. Um, Aaron then asking last question, are you worried about why the Raptors passed on sucks? Um, there's a report that went out that he had a bad workout. Um, you know, 
there's always a little bit of that concern. I think a lot of NBA people just really like Scotty Barnes. Um, you know, I, I think I think there's something NBA people like about Scotty Barnes that uh, just regular folk don't or don't see or don't see or don't quite get. Um, I think what this says more than anything is Toronto feels fairly confident that they're going to keep Kyle Lowry, um, and that or that they're confident that that. Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent is a better backcourt for them right now than adding Jalen Suggs. Um, because it, it really feels like the Raptors are more focused on winning um, and, and they're not into the development. And I think Suggs would have been a fine pick for, for winning anyway. I, I don't quite buy, I'm not even quite buying the argument that I'm making. Um, but I, I do think that, I do think that um, the Raptors saw Scotty Barnes and said, this guy is going to shore up our defense you know, give us a little bit more versatility, which they love to. Um, and they've got a lot of guys that are similar to Scotty Barnes already on the roster. And they don't need Scotty Barnes to score. Um, they've got plenty of scores. So it, to me, I, I feel like Toronto made sort of a win now move while swinging for upside, um, as opposed to going after someone that, you know, maybe a little bit more limited uh, as far as upside goes, but, um, all, but, but not necessarily the cleanest fit in their roster, if that makes sense. Um, I, I, I'm not, I, you know, the tape in college says it all. Um, everyone talks glowingly about Jalen Suggs. We're, we're, we're giddy about him, obviously. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not sold that, um, I, I, I'm not sold that there's any, any red flags about Toronto passing on Suggs. I think NBA people really like Barnes. Um, there, I, I heard some red flags about Kuminga. And so I, I wasn't super surprised that, that that Barnes was was kind of the favored pick at that at that point. So there there are definitely some some issues. There there might have been some issues there. Um, there's obviously you no know, injury issues, so I can't imagine that it would be. I, I can't imagine that it would it it would be anything other than, you know, it, it's not injuries. It, it doesn't seem like it's personality. So I don't know. I don't know why. Well, I, don't, I and honestly, it, it, they might have just had Barnes higher on their board at the end of the day. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, you know, all, you know, getting back to the auto Porter point, all it take is a little more than the MLE for two years, the team option or non-guaranteed to keep OPJ 40% career three points. You can play three and four and mentor. Um, I agree with all that. Um, you know, again, it's just about, it's just about making sure that, that the players you care about have a pathway to play. Um, and it's whether, you know, Otto wants that, um, it, you know, again, his health is the biggest concern with him. Um, you know, again, the magic aren't in a position where, you know, they, they can throw some money around, they can throw some money away on a veteran like that. Um, but the question would be, is, is auto, does auto want to go through a rebuild? Does auto want to be uh, on a rebuilding team? And, and is he going to take attention away from some of, um, from, of the, of the players um, that um, we're coming up here on about quarter to eight. Uh, I, I am trying to go watch the Orlando city game. I'm not going to the Orlando city game, but I am trying to watch it. Um, so if there are any last questions or speaker requests, let's go ahead and get them in now. Um, and then we can all go off and enjoy our weekend. Um, it's, it's been a long draft process. Um, it's obviously been um, really, really interesting and really fun. Uh, a lot of opportunities. I know when the Magic got the fifth pick, there was a lot of people down um, and a lot of people who, you know, wanted one of these four guys. Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, again, you're picking the player, not the pick. And, and I know I make this, they make that point all the time. You're, you're, picking, you're picking the player. Um, and the Magic got a player that everyone seemed to believe is, is one of the best players in this in this draft. Um, uh, uh, it's 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 really it's it's really really special. And again, I, I I'm speaking glowingly of this kid because I, I I do believe in him. I do think um, it's interesting. Um, 
Jason Chambers uh, asking with with a little bit more of a personal question. Could you explain your experience as a reporter during this exciting time? Um, it's been strange, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, we were we were in the you know I wasn't able to cover the draft in the media room, which is usually one of my favorite favorite events. Um, just because we we're all just you know the draft is crazy because we're all just sitting around waiting for the picks before we can do anything. We can't we can't guess anything. We can't know anything. Um, and even the even you know people who kind of drum up rumors. I'm not a rumor guy. Um, I don't seek out rumors. Um, it, 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 you, you don't know anything until you get to your turn, until you get to the clock. Um, and, you know, so I, I, on my day job, I work for Spectrum Sports 360, Spectrum News 13 uh, on the Spectrum Sports 360 show. We had a draft special on Thursday. So we were just sitting around literally our whole show, depending on what happens with these two picks. Um, but, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I am a reporter. I come to things with a reporter's mindset. Uh, but at, I'm a Magic fan first. Um, you know, I grew up in Orlando. My parents had season tickets. We went to all. We, I went to as many games as I could. Uh, I was at the '95 Finals. Finals. I was at the '09 Final. I literally flew home from college for Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals to make sure I was there. Make sure the Magic won. Um, I was. I, I was at oh, the '09 Finals. I, I. I will not hide that that I'm a fan still, and I want this team to be successful, and I want this team to do well. And while I come to things like this and come to uh, my my work my writing as a reporter and with a reporter's eye and, and I'm trained as a reporter. Um, I I I want this team to be successful and I want this team to succeed and and I and I live and die on everything just as much as as all of you guys do. Um, when the Raptors, you know, when we saw that Woj reporting that the Raptors or Shams reporting that the Raptors are going to take Scotty Barnes, like in the newsroom, we were all in disbelief. Um, and then when Adam Silver officially named it, like me and and, the, and, and our anchor, Luke Hetrick, um, literally got up and high five. Like, we know what a big deal this is. It's, it's, it's hard if you're not associated with this team or have any emotional connection to this team not to be excited about the kind of talent the Magic are bringing in. Um, I was I was looking forward to today just to get just to get in person with these guys again, because it's been a long time since I've been. Um, been down um uh been down uh, you know in the media room and on the on the floor uh for for ma- for anything magic in, in a long time um so it's this is a really exciting time um you know if you're a fan you should be buzzing uh it, it's hard not to not to feel the buzz and feel the love right now for this team uh and feel excitement about its future and and for a franchise that has been through a lot of really down times and really lot a, a lot of struggle and adversity over the last 10 years and some of it certainly self self inflicted, um, and and we can talk a lot about that. I have a lot of thoughts on what the Magic have done over the last decade that is that have put them in a hole. Some of it just bad luck, um, frankly, um, and and luck always has a lot to do with it. The Magic got lucky, like for lack of a better term, the Magic got lucky on Thursday, um, and so you revel in it, but you also understand that you got to get to work. The, the 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 deed is not done at all, and there's still a lot of work to do. But it, it was it was really nice just to go through all the, all the draft reviews. Um, you, you feel it, you, you, you feel how good this draft was and how, how, how well the magic did, but to see it really confirmed that everyone believes the magic hit a home run in this draft, not just with Suggs, but with Wagner too. Um, it, 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 it's a good, it's a, it's good to be a magic fan again. It, it feels relevant again. Um, would not surprise me if the magic get at least one ESPN game um, with, because, because they have Suggs because Suggs is, 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 he's a national name. Like he's, he hit the, mo- he hit, he's hit one of the most famous shots in NCAA tournament history. Yeah. That, that's never going to go away. Um, it would not surprise me if, if 
the Magic, you know, are on TV. You know, maybe when they play the Blazers, they get put on TNT or they get put on ESPN when they go up to Portland for Suggs' return to the Northwest. Um, it, it this this is special. This is this is a big moment, and the Magic obviously they have to get the next parts right too. Um, it's just as important. But I've said it said before, biggest thing the Magic need was a star. It it sure feels like they got one. We'll see if the we'll see if the play matches, but it sure feels like they got one. Um, that's gonna do it for me, guys. I, I want to thank you all again for going through all the draft prep. Um, I want to thank you guys again for reacting and 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 staying with with us here, uh, and and just having having fun. I mean, this is this is the fun part now. We get to watch these kids in summer league. We get to see how good they can be there, um, and then we're gonna get to see. What happens in October when when this team takes the floor? It's a really exciting time, and and, and there's a lot to be excited about. Um, anytime you want to ask a question, um, the, we do these Spotify green rooms relatively weekly. Anytime you want to ask a question, feel free to drop me a line. You can do so on Twitter at Philip R R underscore O M D. That's P H I L I P R R underscore O M D. I'm always available to answer questions. That's why I'm here. That's what I love to do. Um, I love talking about this team, obviously. Um, so anytime you have a question, feel free to drop me a line. I am always available for you guys. Um, you can follow me on Twitter as well as at OmagicDaily. You can listen to my thoughts always on Locked on Magic. Um, subscribe wherever you download podcasts. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Um, enjoy this. This is, this is, this is, winning the draft is a, is a good thing. But obviously, there's, we got to get to the next step, and that's Summer League. And we're all looking forward to seeing Jalen Suggs in a Magic uniform out in Las Vegas. So, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again for another uh, spot. I'll see you all again for another Spotify Green Room soon. I'll let you know on the podcast what that is. But I'll also see you on Locked On Magic as well as wherever you download podcasts. Have a great weekend, everyone. See ya. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.